0: Hey, thanks for joining us today on the for the bible tells me so podcast my name is riley and i'm the pastor who oversees the young adult ministry here at calvary monterey and today we have a really special treat my good friend andy ramsey who's one of our leaders in the young adult ministry and also in our life group ministry is here to help me with a four-part series that i'm calling sheltering in grace andy will talk with us about wrestling with god in prayer how we spend our time, and about what it looks like to receive God's love when we feel like we don't deserve it. And in today's episode, Andy will be talking with us about the all-too-familiar feelings that come with failure and the hope that Jesus provides for us through it. Andy, I wanted to see if you could just kind of introduce yourself. Maybe tell us a little bit about um, why you're here in Monterey, what brought you here, and um, yeah, it's like, what what are you up to while you're here? Yeah. So um, yeah, well, where
1: to start? Uh, I, my job is uh, cooking. Uh, I'm a chef, um, and that brought me to Italy um, mm. multiple times to learn how to cook, to learn that culture. I'm fascinated with Italian food, Italian culture. Yum. Um, so I have that passion, um, and then kind of halfway along my journey becoming a chef, I became a Christian. Hmm. So um, wasn't sure where Italy would would fit in (laughs) uh, to that, but in faith, you know, uh, a couple years ago I went to Rome and uh, found a little church there, and uh, just seeing uh, this small uh, church, mostly young people, mostly new believers, just really sparked my faith. Just seeing... um, just how alive their faith was in a very hostile environment, yeah. a place where it was like very countercultural mm-hmm. to be a believing Christian, uh, that really inspired me, so I think oh. that's what brought me back to Italy uh, wow. years later. What brought you to monterey so uh, so I moved up here uh, last year uh, kind of suddenly after like, leaving a job, leaving a relationship in Los Angeles, moved up here and Um, the intention was to go to Italy Mm -hmm. Um, and it took longer than I thought and then went to Italy uh, with the intention to stay uh, almost indefinitely or or for a good chunk of time Mm -hmm. and realized that wouldn't work I didn't have the visa in time so I had to come back Um, so now I'm in this waiting pattern here holding pattern waiting to get citizenship so um, but Uh, Lord's been like really kind to use this season it's been just the richest season of my life to be here and be involved with uh, with Calvary with young adults Um, yeah just feel really blessed
0: that feel blessed that I've had to wait wow what a cool perspective man I love that so you're actually waiting for your visa right now yes yes I'm so glad we got you (laughs) hey I'm so glad I'm so glad I got (laughs) got That's so awesome You guys can't see it right now either, but Andy is rocking the classiest, if I can say classiest mullet that I've ever seen. It is delectable. I just turned my head so Riley can see the back. (laughs) (laughs) It looks so good. But dude, so glad you're here. Thank you for joining in on the podcast today. You guys, Andy has a word for us um, that I think is going to be really helpful for you, and it's all about... Well, I'm not going to try to give all of it away, but you're talking a bit just about... Just don't give away the good stuff, and, <laughs> You're talking a bit about failure, about success, about grace, about God's goodness. Um, a lot of good stuff here, but I kind of want to just kick it over to you. Can you just lead us off in this devotional thought that you had for today?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I'll get started. So, uh, so this devotional kicks off with a true story and really a confession for you guys. Um, I had intended to kick off this series of short podcasts, Uh, by exploring our need for quiet in this distracted digital world, uh, especially during the quarantine that we're in. And so I had made up my mind to take a screen-free Sunday and keep my phone, my TV, and my computer turned off for an entire day, except to stream church. And then I would discuss the amazing experience I had when I turned off all my devices and spent a day as a visionary modern monk, alone with God, unburdened by Instagram and its endless flood of flashy, cheap content, without Netflix and the endless opportunity for mindless entertainment, and even without contact with friends and family through text and phone calls. I would be all alone with God for an entire day, then I would come back from my mountaintop and tell you all about it. But here's what really happened. I stayed up way later than I wanted to on Saturday night. I woke up groggy, out of sorts, hungrier than usual, I broke from my daily routine of starting with coffee and devotionals, instead made oatmeal and plopped myself in the deep corner pocket of the couch. I logged onto Facebook to stream a sermon from the church I was involved with in Italy. Remember screens would be allowed for church, but that's it. But instead of going straight to the Facebook live recording, I had to see what my fifth grade teacher had made for lunch yesterday, and then see how this posture correcting device would improve my life. And whoa, what's that tiger gonna do? And oh, man, where's that beach with the crystal clear water? And yeah, that guy is saying something that sounds smart and convincing about something. Ooh, that's an interesting graph about COVID spread in rural Iowa. And there's a picture of an old friend with a cute baby. Is that his baby? That's a cute baby. I wonder what he's up to. That can't be his baby. Let's check his profile. No, that's not his baby. That's his sister's baby. Glad we got to the bottom of that. And boom, just like that, my screen-free Sunday was ruined. So of course, I doubled down and opened up Instagram. I'd already messed up and broken the challenge. Might as well indulge a little more. What's a scoop of ice cream after eating a whole pizza? So I settled into a comfortable stupor and scrolled through Instagram until the blocker kicked in after the designated time. I find Instagram highly addictive, so I have to use time limits for it on all my devices. But on Sunday, I try not to log on to Instagram at all. But this Sunday I did, and I felt bad. I failed at my own challenge. But then I started thinking, if failing this challenge made me feel bad, I was doing it because completing the challenge would make me feel good in some way. I stewed on this for a while. I'm like, why am I making up challenges to feel good about myself? And now, after failing my challenge, why am I feeling bad about myself? I only wasted an hour that I probably would have wasted anyway. Then, praise God, the Spirit began to minister to me. I imagine that Jesus was with me on the couch. What would he say if he found me there, discouraged, feeling guilty, worthless, and numb over some stupid pledge I had invented for myself? You're bummed because of what, he would ask. And I would explain the morning to him. He would say, you know my work on the cross is finished, right? Of course. You know your salvation has nothing to do with your performance. Of course. You know that when God looks at you, he sees my righteousness. Of course. You know all your sins are forgiven in my name. Of course. That's pretty cool, right? Super cool. Then what's the problem? Okay, I'll admit I embellished the dialogue. I promise you I don't hear voices in my head and respond to them verbally, but the Spirit really did hit me with sudden insight and perspective. I felt my own failure and weakness, my own pattern of breaking promises to myself, of quitting, of giving up. But that was not the real failure that morning the failure was losing sight of god's grace and falling back into a system of legalism i wanted to work for my peace my joy my satisfaction and worse i wanted to work for it on terms that i had created for myself but what did jesus say in matthew 11:28? 28 come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus offered his followers rest from the heavy burdens of keeping the law. Those who were tired of demanding and rigid outward religiosity could leave this heavy yoke and trade it for Jesus' way. In verse 29, Jesus says, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. I don't know about you, but every time I read that verse, I am so glad that we have a Lord and Savior and friend who is gentle and humble in heart. I am glad we have a savior that says, stop working, striving, grasping, achieving, and simply invites us into his fellowship. Come to me, he says. I'm guessing that none of us have felt the burden of trying to keep the Mosaic law, but I'm certain we have all felt the burden of some kind of legalism. Before or after coming to Christ, we have all tried to earn something from God or done some religious thing because we felt that we had to. We check a box. We keep up appearances. We use church to help us feel a certain way. We read our Bible because we know we should. We go through the motions. I've been through long seasons of going through the motions spiritually. Church felt like a burden. My Bible reading and prayer life were shallow and inconsistent. I felt more at ease with non-believers than with other Christians. I know that a person cannot lose his or her salvation, but during those dry seasons, being a Christian can feel like a burden. We are so wired for legalism, for cause and effect, for our efforts to be rewarded consistently and fairly, that we can slip into carrying our old yoke without even noticing it. Foolishly, we forget about grace. And we are not the first to do this. Paul wrote a whole letter to the Galatians about this. In chapter 3, verse 3 of Galatians, he writes Are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? We, like the Galatians, are prone to add to the gospel. We want to trust in the flesh. We want our work to count on top of Christ's work on the cross. We want to carry our own yoke. When the Calvary quarantine challenge was announced, I was stoked. I thought that all the bullet points of the challenge were on point. Everything was super relevant to the strange time we were in and helpful for the Christian walk. But really, I was stoked because I knew that I could keep up with the challenge. I could beat it. Winning the challenge would boost my ego and tickle my pride. I don't need a challenge. I need God's grace every day. I need to wake up every day and give my burdens to Christ. I need to feel the freedom of trusting everything to him by faith. If you are following the Calvary challenge or another challenge, I think that's great. I'm not anti-challenge at all. I love challenges. Maybe the challenges you have taken on have pushed you out of a rut or giving you some good momentum, getting in motion, stirring things up, and pushing yourself are all great things. But maybe you'll go 60 days straight on your challenge and then give up. Tomorrow you might check the news three times. You're only allowed to check the news twice on the Calvary challenge. What do you do? You could give up. You could beat yourself up. You could double down like me and break all the other items of the challenge. Or you could remember God's grace. Praise God that your standing with him has nothing to do with you, your performance, your failures, your success, what you eat or look at, or how many push-ups you can do. It has everything to do with Christ's finished work on the cross. That means your joy, your self-worth, your peace, and your identity is also secure in Christ. In fact, it is so secure that you basically don't even exist. Your day-to-day ups and downs, your failures, your success, are all swallowed up by your standing in Christ. Paul says it like this in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. "I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. We need to take Paul's example. He was extremely disciplined. He worked harder than anyone and faced tremendous difficulty. He never gave up. He finished his race. But we shouldn't start by trying to match Paul's discipline or patience or pain tolerance. We need to match his faith. We need to match his eternal perspective. We need to match his fierce conviction to live under God's grace and fight tooth and nail against anything that would take him or others from that solid foundation. How does this relate to us here and now? You are not trying to spread the gospel to the entire Gentile world. And I'm sure your quarantine reality does not feel nearly as big or important or as exciting as Paul's life as a missionary. Maybe you just want to eat a little healthier and exercise more. Maybe you need to develop better habits around reading God's word. Maybe you need to be more disciplined about sleep or screen time. Or maybe you want to take on something big and life-changing, like learning a new language. Picking up an instrument or even starting a new career. Maybe you're desperate for a spiritual experience. Everyone around you is finding quiet, reading more scripture, praying more. Everyone seems to be growing, but you feel exactly the same. Maybe you're crushing the Calvary challenge and really want to finish strong, even if the challenge lasts another 60 days. Whatever it is we want to do, we need to do it like Paul. Because we are under grace, We can't do anything for God, but we can do everything with God. So don't put a heavy yoke on yourself. Don't put any yoke on yourself that you do not share with Christ. Paul worked hard only because he knew Christ was working in him, and we need to do the same. So friends, uh, to close, I just simply invite you to pray with me. So close your eyes, have a seat, take a deep breath, and... um, Father God, I just pray for all our friends and family listening to this podcast. Um, Just remind us of your grace, of the freedom we have in Christ, uh, the strength we have in Christ, and uh, the promises we have in Christ. We will finish uh, no matter how long all this lasts, no matter how hard it looks, no matter uh, how we perform today, tomorrow, the next day, your grace is the same, uh, your love is the same. And Christ's sacrifice for us is the same. So as we go out, let's go out with that. And I ask all this in Christ's name. Amen.
0: Thanks for being here today. Come back next Tuesday for a new episode here of the For the Bible Tells Me So podcast. Check the show notes for info about following and interacting with the Young Adult Ministry throughout the week during Shelter-in-Place. We hope to see you soon.